Hello. Hello, Poppet. That's correct. Because we ended on those amazing conspiracy theories that made me dive down lots of TikTok holes on conspiracy theories. Governor. Governor. You want to hear one that I heard about today? Yes. Okay. Um, I forgot. Is it the lizard people? I know that's the podcast you listen to, but I, I also stumbled on, which I'm sure that's why their name is lizard people, on yeah. lizard people, like celebrities, lizard people. Yeah. I didn't realize that's why their name was that. And I was like, oh, that's why. Like uh, the Kennedys are lizard people. Yeah. And, and like uh, Justin Bieber and like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. We, we see you guys. We see you. We see we you. We see you slithering around in Yeah, your you little scaly scale. Scaly skin. Look at me slither all around. I'm a slithery, I'm a slithery, slithery lizard people. Sorry. Uh, this is our True Crime and Paranormal podcast. What's with the neighbors? And that's Amy. That's Brie. I almost said that's Brie. That's Amy. That would, that. <laughs> are we switching roles today? <laughs> that would be fun. One day we can do that. <laughs> are you going to do that now? Yes. We can do it right now. Let's do it right now. Ready? Uh, let's okay. uh let's Freaky Friday it. Okay. Ready? <laughs> we just bounced bodies together. I'm Amy. And I'm Bray. <laughs> and this is our True Crime and Paranormal podcast. And I'm going to tell you about um, some spooky ghosts. And I'm going to ruin your night's sleep with some murder. Okay, so once upon a time. Why Why do you have that voice? <laughs> That's not what you sound like. I know. I'm wondering. I'm like, wow, do I really sound super and. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to me before, <laughs> and I don't think I'm that bad. <laughs> um, thank you for the few. F we got quite a few uh, uh, followers this week. Yes, it's super exciting. Yeah, uh, more people in our Facebook group is good. Growing the neighborhood, you know. Yep, it's As like our little cult. Sorry. <gasps> yes, you're a neighbor. You're a neighbor. Welcome neighbors. Cult. Welcome to the neighborhood. I made Bree eat a. Her simmon today. Yeah, Amy almost died. For the other day. I did not almost die. Amy, the, Amy is, first off, the I couldn't remember why I had heard of them, but Amy had mentioned them, and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm allergic to those, but I love them. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, two weeks later, she comes in, and she's like, I have a surprise for you. We're going to eat a persimmon together. And I'm like, where have I heard that? And so she cuts it open, and she's like really allergic to these and i'm like that's where i've heard it you that was the one thing i'm supposed to remember that you're <laughs> allergic to and i'm like you're not eating this and she's like yeah i am so i run into my cabinet grab some benadryl and i'm like take this and you're like no and i popped it in my mouth like a child and you're like uh, my tongue's fuzzy <laughs> <laughs> my lips went numb and she's like <coughs> and i'm like are you good and she's like <coughs> i'm just choking on my spit and i'm like you're not choking on your spit like you're <laughs> You're having an allergic reaction. <laughs> I got to keep you on your toes, Brie. You know? And you know what happened that night? Josh had an apple last night. And he had an allergic, because he's allergic to them. Yeah. 
because he really wanted to try another apple and see if it uh, like certain kinds bother him. Right. Um, and usually honey crisps don't, but he had one last night and apparently they do now. Oh no, yeah. honey crisps are the best ones. Yeah, he lo- he loves like that dude does not like healthy things, but he loves apples. Of course he does, and it's the one thing that he's yeah. allergic to. It's so sad. <laughs> that is really sad. <laughs> does he like green green apples? Green Granny Smith. I think he, I think he likes any apples. He'll eat like any apples. So Granny Smiths are so sour. I don't like them. Yeah, I like them in pie. Well, that's what you're supposed to use for pie. But yeah, that's what I I make my pie out of. That. <laughs> you make it out of fresh, or do you make canned? I'm not. Oh, I'm dude, not judging. Fresh. Really? Oh my god. I'm so- do you promise me? Okay, you can't. You can't. I, I make it every year regardless for anybody. So the one year I did it, I did not make it last year because we were down in California. And they were like, are you going to make your pie? And I was like, my husband's yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, you kind of had a lot pass. going on. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, no. <laughs> I, I didn't even feel about it either. I was like, not unless you want me to no. spit in it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I get a free pass. I'm not doing anything for, for Thanksgiving. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry, mother. You were probably very stressed, but that's okay. That's okay. She she's okay with it. Yeah, I she know doesn't she care. Is. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you my story. Okay. Wait, oh wait, no, you have. I a, have a, a neighborhood, neighborhood story. story. Wait, did the last episode? Did I forget to do a neighborhood story? Yes. Oh my god, I was listening to it and I was like, I was trying to find my neighborhood story and I was like, I don't think I did a neighborhood story. Sorry, guys. My bad for the. No, you did a neighborhood story, but it was the week before that. The Aurora. Yeah. Microwavable Aurora. Yeah, yeah that's what I was talking that. about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because this will come out. Yeah, I see. Yes. Sorry, people, for forgetting to do a neighborhood story on the microwavable Aurora. Wow, Jeffrey. Your things are by the back stairs. Do not call or email me. And then someone wrote on the note, Jeffrey, my arms are open for you. <laughs> Zach W. <laughs> that's all. What, Jeffrey. What, what a considerate My person. My arms are open for you. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. There's an evil doll here. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Oh, we'll just did, leave it hanging. Where did you put it? I, I put her back there. Betty. Is that her name? Betty Lou. I don't know. Betty Lou? Yep. What if that's not her name? I can name her Eileen since she only has one leg. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Okay. Eileen. Eileen. <laughs> anyway. um, Do you want to tell people about the doll? Uh, I don't, I don't know, cause, well, I, I, you could take it out if you need to, if it's too long. I can make it quick. Alice, Amy's daughter, thought she was trying to be funny. I guess they got, where did they, where did you guys get her? Uh, Value Village. Value Village. Which is like a, it's like a thrift yeah, store. It's like a Goodwill. They got her from Value Village. And Alice thought she was funny. I, when did she hide her in my house? Oh gosh, that was like. Ugh, during summertime. That thing's been in my house since summertime? It's gotta be, yeah. Dude. Not cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It got hidden in my house in my husband's laptop bag. Late summer. Which he doesn't go into unless he's traveling. And I don't go into it because I have no need to. But she hid it in there hoping that I would find it. And she came over. It was when? It was the day that... uh, Hocus Pocus, the day after Hocus Pocus premiered. Oh, yeah. Because she came over to watch Wait, that. stop. It was not summertime. It was the day that Josh came over to help Rick open the gun cabinet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It was like August. Okay. September. Okay, yeah. 
September probably. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue. So she was in my house for like a month ish. Yeah. 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 <sighs> anyway, she was inside Josh's laptop bag evidently, and Josh never opens it. Josh never opens it, and so Alice comes over for the Hocus Pocus movie. And she goes over there and she's like, hey, Brie, have you looked in there? And I'm like, no, why would I look in there? And she was like, because there's something in there for you. And I was like, OK. So I look in there and I'm like, I'm like, OK, what did she do? And so right. I tried to scare her and I was like, oh, my God. And I pulled out peanuts and I was like, did you know Josh had peanuts in here? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, what are you talking about, Alice? And she, she looks in there and she's like, where's the doll? And I was like, what doll? And she was like, Charlotte, did you take the doll? And Charlotte's like, no, what doll? She's like, I want a doll. <laughs> and I was like, Alice, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, your plan went wrong. And I was like, maybe, maybe Charlotte took it. And right. then like two or three weeks later, Miss Eileen <laughs> pops up. Where? On my chair? In my chair in the podcast studio? Yes. She pops up. Alice found it oh, in her room. Oh, so she pops up in Alice's room. Yes. So Eileen is in Alice's room, and Amy's not admitting to anything. I'm not admitting to well, anything. Well, because I and thought Alice you were isn't joking. admitting to anything. I thought you so were So nobody playing. knows. It's just a triangle of confusion, and I don't want any more messing with this. Because I ain't playing with this doll. I've resprayed it with sage multiple times. Well, so. We're just going to be. Maybe she's nice. Well, what's funny is I didn't know that you didn't know about the doll. I didn't yeah, know that you had never seen it. The first time I'd ever seen her was here. And so Alice, I was like, Alice, like, play with Brie. Because we thought you hid it in her room. And I was like, play with Brie and put it on your on her chair. And then she sends you this video. Oh, yeah, of it talking. And I was like, what's this? What? What is Alice? Why is Alice messing with me? And yeah. you're like, ha, you're funny. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Very so, confused here. Alice put the doll in Bree's house. And then somehow it ended up in our house. And we no one knows. No was no no one is admitting to anything. No one no I'm not joking. Oh <laughs> no gosh, one is admitting to anything. And there's so ugh, I no one can trust anybody anymore. But when would we would when would <laughs> Well when would Alice have put Yeah, you guys, you know I don't know what's happening because Eileen's right behind me. If you're on Patreon you can see this the doll. Eileen over here. Bree is sitting it's sitting behind Bree. So pop onto Patreon for five dollars a month, and you can see Eileen haunt us. Maybe she's nice. Anyway, all right. Let's hear some stuff about murder. (laughs) It does stress me out, and I do keep the store closed now. (laughs) Good. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about this family. Uh, What is their last names? I forgot. The Halstead sisters. Okay. So. But first, I'm going to tell you about David Green. David Green was born in California on November 5th, 1957, to a strict Seventh-day Adventist family. He was raised believing, you know, everything is black and white. There's good. There's bad. There's no in-betweens. That sort of thing. Um, And they also had dietary rules and had to follow all of the religions. I don't know what type of dietary rules, but I'm guessing like no caffeine and stuff like that. What? No caffeine. Yeah, Mormons believe that you can't have caffeine. Really? 
Oh yeah. Why? I don't know because it alters it's delicious. Your, anyway. It alters your mind. I don't know. <laughs> okay. They also can't have like chocolate. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's like super weird. So there's so anyways. He met his future wife in a chemistry class at the Seventh Day Adventist University in La or called La Sierra in Riverside, California, and they were able to bond regardless of the fact that she was actually a different religion than him. She was Roman Catholic. Oh wow, two very very stubborn. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. But they they ended up get, making it work, and I believe that she converted over to his religion. Okay. Um. After graduation, David moved to Grant Pass, Oregon, and they ended up becoming long distance. And on April twelfth, the long distance worked. April twelfth, nineteen eighty one, the long distance worked, and they got married. Uh, they continued their strength in the religion, and the couple joined a prayer group that was actually led by David's father, and David ended up taking over the prayer group, and uh, he he continued to grow it. Okay. But it wasn't, like, super large either. It was... It was a select amount of people. Okay. It wasn't like a church. It was just like a group of people okay. that would come over and pray. All right. So David felt like he got a calling to help a couple of his childhood friends who actually recently moved back to Oregon. Um, Deborah and Sharon Halstead. Why does that name sound familiar? Anyway. I don't know. Is that is that your mom? Uh, both... <laughs> That was such a stupid joke. That's my mom. <laughs> uh, both of these women were estranged from the Seventh-day Adventist church, so that's why David was like, maybe I can get them to come back and and start this journey with us. And so Sharon uh, was actually embarrassed her family when she was younger. She disrespected her parents by eloping with a blacksmith. His name was Tex Shiv Shivel. That's a cool name. Tex for like perfect for a blacksmith. I know. Chevelle? Tex sh No, Tex Chevelli. Whoa. That's pretty cool for a blacksmith. That's like the perfect name. Yeah, my name my is Tex. Tex. And I'm from Texas. I make knives and swords. And gates too. <laughs> I hit it with a hammer. So cool. I got a mustache. You just had to keep going, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Could have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you could have stopped, but you just kept going. Um, they got married after she found out she was pregnant. So it was like shotgun the wedding. Yeah, the maybe thing he to made do. the shotgun. He probably did. He probably made the bullets. <laughs> Why did you don't need bullets in a wedding? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> It's a, a non-bullet wedding. No, thank you. Um, so they ended up having two sons, Harry and Leo. Wow. Yeah. Disappointing. <laughs> After Tex? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Right? Like, you couldn't have thought of anything cooler like Jax or like Diesel. 
Diesel. <laughs> My name is Diesel. <laughs> Sorry. But I drive um, a hybrid car because I worry about the environment. <laughs> but my name is Diesel. <laughs> okay. Um, wow. Sharon and Tex's relationship actually did not last long, though, and they ended up divorcing in 1984. However, Sharon... Uh, was abused as a child. It was reported that she was physically it was reported that she was physically, sexually and mentally abused by her father. So that uh, is another reason why she probably left the family. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, So Sharon decided to move away from where she was living with Tex after they got divorced. And she decided that she wanted to go back to Grant's Pass to live near her parents. Um, Deborah, Sharon's sister, also... Wait, to live near her parents, but didn't she not have a good relationship with them? That was, like, when she was younger. She has two kids now. They're they're a little bit grown. They're, like, eight and nine or something like that. Okay. So, and I, I can understand that, like... You need help. Especially being a single parent. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're not close with a dad, you can still be close with her mom. Yeah. So. Um, uh, Deborah, Sharon's sister, also moved to Grant's Pass around the same time after realizing the job that she took in Hollywood was not all that great. Wow. Really? Never mm-hmm. heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainly because she was pretty upset when her married boyfriend was like, I'm not going to leave my wife. Oh. So she's like. Oh, I hate when that happens. I know. So she's like, I'm going to move back to Grant's Pass. So, (laughs) um, uh, Deborah, the sister, ended up moving in with Sharon and her two sons. Okay. So they're like mom, aunt, and boys. That's cool. Yeah. Sharon and Deborah. Uh, with the help of David, joined the prayer group that David was like, I mean, so that's why these are the women that he wanted to reach out to. The group was thriving and they were becoming really good friends with the people that they had joined. And around that same time, Deborah and his wife, Lynn, actually got pregnant and they had a baby. Oh, okay. I can't remember his name right now. I think I wrote it later. Uh, Sharon, though... Back to Sharon. Sharon spoiled the crap out of Leo. Like, Leo, her youngest son. Okay. Leo would get, like, all these toys. He would get, like, special snacks. And, like, she wouldn't do that much with um, Harry. But Deborah, like, would make up for that. She would, like, see that her nephew is not getting the attention. Yeah, so she would make up for that. Uh, David and Lynn were also very involved in the Halsteads family. They would babysit the boys. And Harry saw Lynn as a mentor. She was a teacher, and so she often helped Harry with his math. Oh. And um, she was just like a gentle... Lynn was just a gentle-hearted type of person. Like, just soft-spoken and very easy to talk to. Teacher. Yeah, exactly. And so here's here's just an example of how like wonderful this couple is, Lynn and um, Dave. Dave. Uh, Harry went out to the garage one afternoon, and uh, Dave, he's like a dental hygienist, and he was using, he was making dentures, which is 
Like, that sucks to do on your off time. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, on your off time. Uh, but he was making dentures for his patients, and he was using an uh, air compressor to, like, dust off the dentures. And Harry asked if he could help, and Harry, uh, Dave was like, yeah, sure, just, like, spray it. Well, I don't know what it was for and why it was there, but he had um, a bowl of gold dust, like, real gold and you see where this is going yeah and harry was just like oh, spraying man. spraying spraying and then sprayed the bowl and dust gold oh, no. just went everywhere oh no and like uh one of the documentaries that well the documentary that i watched on it harry was like i don't know how much that cost him but i know it cost him quite a bit yeah um it's probably for the dentures I'm assuming. Because you can do that now. You can get, like, like gold in your dentures. Yeah, It's but like a thing. You can get glitter in them. I know, but, like. Super cool. In the 80s? Yeah, I know. That's, I know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, but what It's got to be for something. In? Yeah. But regardless, so Lynn pops her head out from the kitchen. She was like, Dave, it was an accident. Don't yell. And Dave just, like, patted him on the shoulder. And he was like, it's all right, but it was an accident. Son of a. <laughs> So that's Kudos, just, like, man. the type of people right. that they are. So something about the prayer group, though. So I'm sorry, like, everything is kind of all over the place. I basically have to paint this picture okay. to tell you about the final the final chapter. Yeah. <laughs> so something about the prayer group was it actually was not approved by the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, they were a little bit more of extremists when it comes to their belief. And um, they would get in this circle for prayer. And one person would say that they're hearing, they're um, speaking to the angels. Okay. And then the others in the group would offer up their problems. Like, um, I lost my job. and Like, just little issues that they're having in their in their life and then the person speaking to the angels would basically relay what they're hearing from the angels and they're always like comforting words like you know advice and and inspiring right. things so like messengers yeah and so that was and the seventh day of venice they're like that's not we don't do that. I didn't know that had to be approved. <clears throat> well, I wouldn't say it was approved. Like they didn't. They didn't like. It wasn't. I can't think of the word. I know what you're talking about. It I was know just what you're like saying. Frowned now. upon. Fr fr yes, frowned upon. Okay. Good. So they were right. just like, mm, "Why are you doing that? Stop doing that." So they kind of kept it quiet that okay. they were doing this. Um. So, you know how I told you Leo was spoiled by his mother, right? Well, it was because his mom and Deborah had put it in his mind that he can speak to angels. What? And they, their belief was people had demons in them making them totaled. And if you were totaled, you were, it was fair game to be robbed and killed. <gasps> so, um, this... This concerned Deborah and Lynn when, because they're running this group, this right. this group prayer group, and then Deborah and Lynn are like, "Yeah, Leo can talk to people too," and Deborah and Lynn were like, 
no. Deborah, David and Lynn. Da- yes. David, that. David and Lynn. <laughs> they were like, no, that's outrageous. Yeah. Right. Mainly because none of it's true. Right. <laughs> this is all bullshit. <laughs> this is, we know. <laughs> um, we just like the, coof- the cookie and the coffee. <laughs> We just like watching you guys be silly. This is hilarious. <laughs> um, they thought it was outrageous, and the sisters thought that Leo had special powers to, um, to identify those who were possessed by evil. So okay. they would like take him out, and um, he'd be like, "Yeah, that mm. person's evil," and so they would like go and rob them. <gasps> so. They would go and rob them? Yeah, because if you're totaled, if you're evil, it's fair game to be robbed and killed. Oh, my gosh. That's not how it works. That's how it works in their mind, though. Okay. Okay. All right. So the Greens expressed their concern to the sisters, and they ended up just, like, ghosting the prayer group. And they're like, they're like, we don't don't need you guys. We got this on our own because we have our own messenger here. (laughs) Leo, the <laughs> eight-year-old. Yeah, the kid. <laughs> so, uh, November 3rd, 1988, Michael Halstead, the sister's brother, called 911, stating someone had broken into his apartment. The contents of his fridge was scattered all over the floor. That's where I go first. Right? <laughs> what do you got in your food? Do you have any good leftovers? Damn, you guys get nice cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um and the words you're dead michael jc was written on the wall in ketchup <laughs> <laughs> sorry it was written in ketchup all right do you say ketchup or ketchup 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 what do you say uh normally i'm lazy and say ketchup yeah you gotta catch up to the ketchup the ketchup yeah uh, his apartment was actually on a ranch cause he worked on the ranch. And so he ran over to the trailer owned by the ranch hand, Marston L- Lemke. And actually he, they, he found him dead in his trailer. <gasps> oh man. So we're going to jump to November 5th, 1988. David Green ran across the street to his neighbor's house. When they answered the door, they saw David collapse to the ground and was begging for help. And he was bleeding from his shoulder. (gasps) I'm sure you know where this is going. Um, Police were called and unconscious Dave was rushed to the hospital. Police entered David's home and found Lynn, his wife, and their son, Nathaniel. He has a name now. Shot, but Nathaniel was still alive. Lynn wait, was wait what son who's the son, son. Uh, the son of david Green and lynn david okay okay gotcha, yeah gotcha. uh david was two oh, i'm not david no. nathaniel was two uh so lynn um they were dead lynn was gone she had died but nathaniel was shot but he was still alive oh god thank god and in red lipstick the words just trust in jesus was written on the wall Ugh. Ketchup. This time it was red lipstick. Gross. Gross. Uh, Lynn had been shot point blank, once in the head and once in the chest. Jeez. Baby Nathaniel was shot in the spinal cord, which (gasps) actually left him paralyzed for the rest of his life. Oh, my gosh. 
David was shot in the back near his left shoulder. And uh, while uh, which injured a nerve and part of the bullet ended up in his lungs and (gasps) chest. Oh, my gosh. Uh, detectives arrived at the hospital when David woke up to get some details of what happened. So he lived. He lived. Uh, oh, Dave- to have to see all that, though. I know. Your freaking wife and child. Your yeah. baby. Your baby. Ugh. So David told them that he had just re- they had just returned home from David's parents' house after celebrating his birthday at 10 p.m. On so your freaking birthday. On his birthday. They were quietly getting ready for bed when they heard a knock on the door, and it was their friends, Deborah and Sharon. Oh, and the bitches. two boys. The Greens were hesitant to let them in because their last encounter wasn't that great. They were like, you know, F you, blah, blah, blah. My son can speak to G- uh, angels. Uh, but they let him in anyways. And they asked to use the restroom. And they're like, okay, go ahead. Use the bathroom. Uh, then Lynn saw the boys write trust in Jesus on the wall in the bathroom. So she's Lynn? like, get Who? out. Lynn. I thought Lynn died. This this is what happened. How it happened. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so she's like, what are you doing? Like, get out of my house. And then Deborah's like, can I make a, fo- a phone call real quick? And they're like, what is going on? Like, just like a fever dream sort of thing. And she tried to, she started to make the call. And then Sharon pointed the gun at Lynn. And one of the boys shouted, it is loaded. And so David <gasps> actually ran out the back door to go get help because I mean, you can stand there, but you're not right. going to get help. Like, anyway, so yeah. he ran out the door. Deborah shot, or sh- excuse me, Sharon shot him in the back, and that's why it's on in his back. And then ended up, he, David actually heard Sharon shoot Lynn and Nathaniel while he was getting help. But, you know, if he didn't go and get help, although I would grab the two-year-old. Yeah. But the, I don't know the circumstances. Right. So. What if that he was yeah. in bed or something? Yeah. You know, you don't know that. I don't know that. So um, after they shot the Green family, Sharon and Deborah took the boys to McDonald's as a reward and then went home to go to bed. What is up with these bitches and ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> you put cool it with the ketchup. They made their kids. Yeah. Oh, my. God. And they were like, OK with it. Yeah. So, um, as for the brother and his ranch hand, it ended up being the sisters. Uh, they showed up to his apartment and Sharon was actually very disappointed that he was not there. So, um, they stole some of his things and saw the ranch hand at home and decided to kill him. And they stole, uh, the ranch hand's truck and was like driving it around town. Oh, that's stupid. Weird. But stupid. Obviously, uh, the sisters were arrested, and talking to the boys, they realized like there had been like this higher, uh, what is it like more act, uh, theft activity around town, and then no one could figure out why. Like, why is the theft 
uh, rate gone up so significantly and it ended up being that Sharon and Deborah were doing all of these like breaking and entering with their boys and they they were having the boys do it with the flipping boys yeah so uh the obviously they were arrested they were young so it's like yeah what are you gonna do they didn't know any better yeah you're trying to please your mom yeah uh the boys told the police how like i said how the sisters would make them commit these crimes and leo the one that supposedly could talk to angels claimed he had never heard any angels talk to him (laughs) But he felt like, or feel like he could see them, but he was told told by the adults in his life that he And he, he was could. getting rewarded, too. Yeah, you're getting rewarded for you it. You don't so. want to disappoint your mom and yeah. aunt. I'm sure if I told Alice to go, probably not, actually, never mind, <laughs> <laughs> like, go to the neighbor's house and steal something, she'd be like, for McDonald's, she'd be like, mm. <laughs> I'm not doing no. that, mom. You go do it. <laughs> yeah. That's what she would it. say. She yes. would tell you to do it. Yeah. Exactly. So the sisters were initially going to enter to an insanity defense, but on May 12th, 1989, Deborah changed her plea to guilty of conspiracy and was sentenced to 20 years in prison with a possibility of parole in nine years. So she is out. Ah, yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? No, I don't know. I didn't look into her life. You know what? If you're listening, you suck. Yeah. You are a terrible human being. Yes, exactly. Uh, on August 6, 1989, Sharon made a plea deal and pled guilty to attempted murder, murder, and aggravated murder. But she still blamed her nine-year-old son, Leo, oh for convincing her to do it. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that awful? How pathetic. That's so sad. How pathetic. Yeah. Harry says that that is never true. Leo never was the mastermind behind this um, and never wanted to kill anybody. Because she took the plea deal, she avoided the death penalty and was sentenced to maximum sentence of 75 years without the possibility of parole. And she has still yet to apologize to her sons for what she put them through. What a piece of garbage. Those poor kids. I know. They're scarred for life. Yeah. Yeah. one the documentary I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch the whole documentary, but uh, the Harry was speaking on it, and so was David. He was talking about it, and it was just like, like that. Those four kids. I don't know. He just he looked like he was scarred. No, I bet he was. Yeah. After so. that had happened, and he probably felt so much guilt. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my gosh! All the years of therapy you'd have That's to go so through. So sad. I still was in therapy. I would be. Yeah. That so. was an interesting one. Thank you. Uh, tell me a spooky story about a spooky, scary spooky. skeleton. Uh, I can tell you a spooky. Okay, you'll find out. Okay. Um, so I think you're going to like this one. It's um, a little bit more. It's a lot more light than that. So I'm glad we're ending on my story. It's a lot more what? Light. Light. We're ending light. On a, on a lighter note. On a lighter note. More kind of funny and good feeling-ish. Yeah, I don't know. Hauntings so, or whatever. Yeah. Take, take it however you want it. Okay. Um, so we are talking about the Fairmont Bam- Banff Springs Hotel in Canada. Alberta, Canada. 
Yeah, which whenever we were on our way here, I had seen it as an because like I had went ahead and pre-booked all these hotels right. to stop at because I didn't want to be stranded right. in February. We did that. Yeah, it's we smart. Were it's smart. No, no, no. We were stranded. Oh, yeah, we, we were slept not. in the truck many <laughs> times. Yeah, but did you come in in the winter? No. Yeah, we came in in February. Yeah, so. that would be awful. Yeah, yeah, and we were like, if we would have brought a generator with us, then we probably would have done that possibly, but. We'll have a generator because it can run the whole truck all night and the truck can just idle. Yeah. Okay. I see um, that. But yeah, we, I had seen this as an option to stay at and I was like, wow, that looks like a castle. You, you should look it up while I'm talking about it. It's called the Banff, B-A-N-F-F Springs Hotel. It looks like a castle. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start. The Banff, the Banff Springs Hotel, located in Alberta, Canada, was built in 1888. B-A-N-F-F? Yes. The inspiration uh, for it came from the Canadian Pacific Railway. Okay. Along the route, they had wanted to start placing hotels oh. so that they could encourage tourism across Canada. Yeah. Why is this thing so beautiful? It looks like a freaking castle, doesn't it? It didn't start that way. So oh. the Banff was first was the first of many to be put up along the railway and was purposely placed along some beautiful mountain scenery and like natural hot springs, just super, super pretty. However, I I had read somewhere that a mistake was made during the building process and it wasn't facing towards the mountains. So oh, it was accidentally facing the other way. That's awkward. Yeah. Whoops. Real quick, <laughs> what year was this again? I was busy 1888. Looking. Okay. Um, That's such a big mistake to I make. I know. Also, <laughs> there's another mistake. Evidently, the build, which I don't know how true this is, but also evidently the builders accidentally put a room in the hotel with no windows or no doors. And it wasn't discovered until a few years later. later. <laughs> that's, du- that's double a whoops. whoops. I mean, <laughs> you could easily make that into a closet. Yeah. Just put a door frame in Just it. Just bust it. Just bust it. <laughs> Kool-Aid it. Just leave it there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You just said that. <laughs> Kool-Aid it. I'm, gonna, I'm going to use that. <laughs> Anyways, after all was said and done, the Banff Springs Hotel was a large wooden five-story building which could host up to 280 guests. Wow. Unfortunately, in the year of 1926, it burnt down completely. Oh. oh. So it was decided that the hotel would be reconstruction, re- reconstructed, but since it got so much attention, um, they decided to make it larger and grander. I hope they put it the right way. I think they did the second time. I'm sure that they did. That would be so embarrassing I'm if sure they, they did, did it again. <laughs> It was built in a beautiful European castle-style manor. Uh, has brick walls, tall towers, deeming it the Castle of the Rockies. That's so pretty. It, it really is. It currently holds over 757 guests, uh, ro- guest rooms, ballrooms, lounges, and many other amenities. Like I, it's, They've got like their own golf course and stuff like that and horseback riding. It. It's surprising that it's only 700. I think it has more than that. I think someone said that's just that's just regular guest rooms because also like it has like special suites and stuff. So okay. it, it has it definitely has way more than that. Yeah, it looks like it because it goes like 2, up to people. how many floor? I want to say it was like 11 floors. I don't remember. I forgot to write that down. My that's bad. Okay. So 
pretty big hotel. Yeah. So cool that famous figures such as Helen Keller, Marilyn Monroe, and the Queen of Queen Elizabeth stayed there. Yeah, the Queen. Not uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Teddy Roosevelt wasn't there. No, no, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh man, he w- he was America like America. I don't think he really went into Canada too much. I mean, he was a yes, yeah, I think so. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you hear something funny, you're like questioning yourself on your <laughs> history. All right. So being that this is an old and historic hotel, we can all assume that there has probably been like a lot of natural deaths there as well as suicides and tragedy, you know, all that shenanigans. And it's it's super old. So, right. Uh, Let's see how that might affect your stay at the Fairmont Banff Springs Hotel if you decide to go there. So they have lots of different ghost stories that they'll tell you and they're very open about it. Okay. Uh, they have, uh, there's one guy there called Sam the Bellman. In 1975, a longtime employee named Samuel McCauley passed away after, at the hotel after being there for over 40 years. Jeez. His life was there. Yeah. Some say before his death, like, he would joke around and threaten to return to the hotel and, like, haunt it for eternity. That's so. cute. Well, Believed to be the culprit and living up to his promise, guests have seen and reported hearing laughing in the halls, elevators stopping on random floors, and seeing an elderly man dressed in a dated uniform roaming the halls and has even helped guests with their bags and even helped guests get, like, back into their rooms. They had, um, I guess, some guests, their room key wasn't working, and so they Uh had contacted... Uh, someone in the hotel to help them, but that person wasn't able to help them. So a guy in a dated uniform, old man, comes up, helps them get in the room. They get in the room just fine, and the one person that was supposed to help them came, and he's like, oh, you got in your room? They're okay. And they're like, yeah, the other guy helped us. And he's like, who are you talking about? And they're like, oh, you know, he was an older guy in a really old uniform. And they're like, yeah, that's Sam the Bellman. He's not real. he's, He's a ghost. I have a question about that type of stuff. Because this isn't the first time we've heard this right. in stories. Does does the ghost look like an actual person? I mean, he must. That's just, like, how... It's he must just... not be, like, transparent or anything. Yeah. Is that what you're, like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he must. I mean, if someone's not doubting it whatsoever, like... I've heard tons of stories like that where they're just like, oh, yeah, this guy just came to help me. And they're just like, that person doesn't work here. Uh, it's just interesting. Yeah, I think it's cool. But, like, he's doing what apparently he really liked. He's continuing to do his job. Imagine being dead and still having to work. Yeah, right? <laughs> he seems like he likes it, though. Yeah. Let him work. Yeah. So, he, Sam is evidently most seen on the ninth floor if you're looking to look for Sam. Okay. Now, a ghost bride. Those are many, always so sad. Many hotels have them. Yes. Sometime in the 1920s or 30s, a bride was on the stairs of the hotel. One or on each of the steps, there were lit candles and her dress got a little bit too close. This story (gasps) says too much hairspray out of panic. She fell and broke her neck and died. (gasps) Couldn't even go dance with her. Her husband. Oh, no. Other stories say that she had burned to death, which also makes me wonder, like, this says the 1920s or 30s. I don't give an exact date, but the hotel <gasps> burned down in 1926. 
So I wonder. And I couldn't find, like, the cause. So maybe her wedding was just, like, super lit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're they're very, like, open on this story. Um, They have a plaque on the wall with about the go- the corpse bride is what it says and her story and their story says the story of the ghost bride dates back to the late 1920s on the wedding day of a young couple the groom stood in this very room which was once the library waiting for his bride to arrive they were to make their way together to the glamorous cascade ballroom for the evening celebrations As the bride stepped onto the staircase before you, the numerous lit candles that lined the steps cast a soft amber glow on the bride. I love that they paint the picture. Yeah. Who was resplendent in her white lace gown and veil. Perhaps the bride caught her heel in the hem of her dress or some movement caused her dress to brush up against the candle's flame. Whatever the cause, the young bride was startled and suddenly slipped and stumbled down the stairs, ultimately meeting her demise. It was truly a tragic end to a love story and a life that was cut too short. But this bride story doesn't end with her death. For years, guests and hotel staff have claimed to see an apparition in a white wedding dress moving quietly up and down the stairs. Some have even claimed to have heard soft music playing, while the otherworldly bride dances alone in the ballroom above. Oh. Is it believed that she still seeks to relieve, relive that fateful day when death denied her and her and her beloved their first dance as husband and wife? Oh. Isn't that so sad? Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, it really hit a heartstring there. <laughs> they did. That was very well written. <laughs> yeah, it too. was. Yeah. I wrote oh, it myself. Oh, wow copy and paste well i mean you're reading something yeah yeah. uh yeah they have that plaque up in the hotel it's pretty cool um other spooky stories include the good guy bartender according to some a bartender manifests somewhere and encourages guests that have had too much to drink to head to bed oh (laughs) that's such a like like a dad yeah like like if i wanted to go if I wanted to be lectured about how much I drink, I would have gone and shaved my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dang oh, it. I love that, though. He's like, he's, hey, he's like you've, you've had, let's, you've been cut You're off. about to fight with your best friend. You should go to bed. <laughs> let's, let's go, let's go let's, take a walk. Come on, let's take a walk. Let's go get some fresh air. Let's, in your bed. Let's get some <laughs> coffee. Go to bed. <laughs> Never understood how coffee, like, sobers you up. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it's actually a myth. I figured. Yeah, didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't. I think. I think it actually does. Like, I don't know. It might does do the opposite. I don't know. It's not good to put stimulants with these. De- de- yeah, like non-stimulants. Right. Though. An upper and a downer. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that was cute. <laughs> um, also, the headless bagpiper. I only saw this story like once, and evidently, why does he have to be headless? I, right. Evidently, there are stories online of guests seeing a bagpiper around the grounds without a head playing bagpipes. That's all. Oh. No story, no, no like, death that's ever been recorded or anything regarding that, that if anyone's ever known. Just, like, a guy that's, like, enjoying his, playing his dang music, even though he doesn't have a head. I, I want to know how. what happened to his head. Yeah. <laughs> how is he playing? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, how? <laughs> Maybe he's using other <laughs> sorry done um anyway yeah. uh so the best for last 
The Missing slash Haunted Room, 1873. I don't know if this one was missing or not. I don't know. I may have gotten too mixed up. I was going to say, where did the broom go? That, yeah, I think this one is just haunted because one one source said that it was the missing room that I'd mentioned earlier with the no windows and no doors. Yeah. But the rest of the sources said that this room is just haunted. So we're just going to say it's haunted. Okay. But also it is missing. You'll find out. Don't the worry. Missing. Never mind. It is missing. Where does a room go? Where did it just like pack its bags and grow legs and walk away? Basically. So this is room 873. You don't. You can't stay in there, so don't worry. It's missing. Oh, on the eighth floor, trip. on the eighth floor, where the room eight seventy three should be, it is blank. It's a blank wall, mind you. Every other floor has a room ending in seventy three, so it just skips over seventy three and goes to seventy five or seventy four, and then seventy five. Every room. So you know, like hotels, how they every like is a hundred. Yeah. Like 100, 200, 300, 400, oh, 500, I see. 800. So oh, so like there's definitely more than 700 rooms, by the way. So oh, this okay. is 800 floor. So floor. Uh, it's like four, the fourth floor has 473. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So you can evidently even see where the floor baseboard had been cut, where the door would have been. Oh. And where you not if you knock on the walls, which the hotel suggests that you don't do that because it can disturb the other people, sure. um, or they just don't want us to find their dirty little secrets. Um, <laughs> but when you knock on the wall, it feels like it's hollow, like there's just like um, drywall there. Oh, gotcha. So, story is is that a family was slaughtered by the father in eighteen or in room eight seventy three many many years ago. After the investigation and cleanup, handprints of a child kept reappearing on the back because they opened the room back up. Um, but handprints of a child <gasps> kept reappearing on the bathroom mirror Ew, with no, no one even like in that. the room. Oh. Evidently, it was open to the open after this tragedy, and guests would be greeted by violent screams in the middle of the night. And when they get up and turn on the lights, they'd find these bloody handprints. And they would reappear and reappear even no. though the housekeeping would clean them. Nope. So, um, uh, bu- 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 stories is that the hotel was just like, all right, we can't keep on putting guests in this room. Right. We're just going to cover it up. And they covered it up with like, made it look like the rest of the wall. And there's just like a blank spot right there between two rooms. Um, some sources say that this story is what inspired partially The Shining um, oh. Which makes sense. Right. Um, but I don't know if that's true. And also. Right. Because isn't there another hotel that you shared about? The yeah. Shining? The yeah. Stanley. Yeah. The hotel denies that this room exists. And also to debunk it, it has also said that they combined two rooms to make 875 larger. They said that. Like a suite people say that i don't know if that's true why wouldn't they just tell you that if that's the case like uh, like i've seen comments online they're like you idiots they they just y'all quit quit believing in this and blah 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 like they just combined two rooms and they just made 875 a bigger suite but why aren't people saying that the managers are saying this it's just guests right. saying this, so I don't know if they're getting it for the and also if what. someone stayed in eight seventy five and you, you could tell if yeah. it's a bigger room or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, that's what I'm wondering: is that like are they staying in there and they can tell? 
Right. Um, but also, it's said that the hotel keeps up this for, like, to keep you questioning and coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another thing is, why doesn't the hotel just, like, make a fake door? Yeah. Just, you like, could, deter people from, like, yeah. knocking on it and messing around. Because yeah. it, it invites people to go out there, people who are curious in the paranormal, and That's go true. up there and, like, what's what's with this spooky door? Ooh, Conspiracy theorist. Door. It gives them attention. So I don't think that that's a terrible idea or a terrible theory that someone has. So I, I'm not. I and they're know. just denying it, like, Mm-mm. Yeah. Just like oh, you and the doll. we know nothing about that. Yeah, just like me and the doll. Yeah. Or just like you and the doll. I don't know. I or maybe some more spooky shenanigans. Okay. A guest named Sonia, who had stayed in room 291, claimed that she had become paralyzed whenever in the middle of the night, and she was woken up in her sleep and had seen a female figure in a white dress standing in the middle of a bunch of candles. Oh, my gosh. She'd done in her room? Yeah. Which Dang. is odd. But, I mean, it could have been the bride. Right. Uh, other things that have happened have been obviously temperature drop, temperature drops, breezes along the stairways, orbs, uh, unexplained noises from the bridal suite. Oh, I mean, I can explain something unexplained noises from the bridal Bri- suite. <laughs> Guests have reported pillows being pulled from their heads, uh, being pushed and pulled off of beds. An apparition of a child I saw has been seen. Oh. Uh, guests finding a stranger in their room and then the stranger disappearing. Items moving around, being rearranged, and people have reported being touched. Oh. That's about all I got. I'm sure there's been voices heard, but I couldn't f- exactly find that. Right. Um, but I did get some Yelp. I'm scared reviews. They're not all from Yelp, though. So It's my favorite. I love, the, I love this segment. So it's. It's what I look forward to most. Oh, it's I how I can stretch me. out my stories. What? I thought it was me. Oh. I should make a shirt that says Yelp. I'm scared reviews. You should. Okay. So the first one is from an Adam who gave the hotel five stars. Good job, Very Adam. Nice. Good job. He started it with truly grand. Beautiful. Side note. I'm not one to believe go- in ghost stories, but I vividly remember hearing noises while trying to fall asleep. I heard what sounded like conversation and pitter patter on and off well into early morning to this very day i have no clue what i heard and am quite positive that it was not coming from another room given that our particular room was cut off from any others due to its location on the end of the building oh geez so i found a really cool website that all he must be like a tourism guy in that specific area but he has Mm -hmm. a whole website dedicated to this and he has different reviews from hotel guests who have emailed them to him. And he just has them available online. So oh, he has a website for this specific... For the Banff, Banff Hotel. Really? Yeah. Okay. And he, I just wanted to give it a shout out because this is where I use most of my okay. reviews from. Um, it's taximike.com. It was super helpful. A lot of information on the Banff Hotel was on there. A lot of spooky stories. It's really cool. Right. So the first... Uh, encounter is from a blackberry dam (laughs) he said i worked two summers at the hotel in 79 or 80 uh, 79 to 80 a veteran housekeeper told me she had seen a wandering bride go in and out of vacant rooms on many occasions a waiter told me her husband (laughs) a waiter had told me he had seen chairs moving in the dining room by themselves 
I recall one night walking through an employee tunnel and hearing, I didn't, I don't remember reading about a tunnel and hearing steps behind me, but no one was there. Thank I hate you. that. Uh, and the, the next one is from a Carol. I stayed at the hotel for a few days at the end of February, 2017. We were in a room on the third floor, 321, I think. One night I woke up to someone playing with my feet. My vision is not the greatest without my contact lenses, so I did not see anyone. It sort of creeped me out. The next day, someone in the group told us about the bride that died at the hotel, and I relayed my story. Has anyone reported a guest playing or a ghost playing with their feet? Just curious. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that I would have to ask that. <laughs> Just curious. Anyone else had their feet to play with? No? That was cool. Didn't get a massage after? <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> I just want to know where to get it again. <laughs> Did anyone else sign up for no. their feet? Uh, no? Uh, Tickling at uh, night? No? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Anyway. I didn't know I got the feet tickling package. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the deluxe. <laughs> That's the deluxe. Um, Maddie said, I went to Bamp Springs in this year in June of 2013 with my mom. Wow. With my mom, dad, and my younger brother. I didn't know anything about the ghost because my family knows I get incredibly freaked out thinking about hauntings or anything scary. So that basically so they mean. knew and she didn't know anything. That really sucks for you. I was, I, was, Sorry. I was there for three nights and the first night I fell asleep right away, no problems. In the middle of the night, I woke up and saw a man in all white with white hair. Assumably the bellman Sam. Standing by my bed, staring at me. I thought I was seeing something, so I rubbed my eyes and looked up again. He was still looking at me, but as soon as we made eye contact, he sprinted out of the fucking room. Why but is it weird when they run? That terrifies me. Like, they're just like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we weren't supposed to see you. Also, I'm getting like Colonel Sanders vibes. Yeah. <laughs> white suit, white hair. <laughs> so, <laughs> ah, she saw me <laughs> good to get the fried chicken have a chicken bowl uh he but he didn't run towards the door he ran towards the window instead of instead of going through the door i thought nothing of it because i thought i was just seeing things so i tried to fall back asleep with a little luck like you just saw colonel sanders in your room and you're just gonna go back to sleep that is <laughs> The thought of like, oh, I'm just seeing things. Like, <laughs> so like is that does that happen? And often? the fact that like that she closed her eyes and then opened back and he was still staring. Like, <laughs> you really? You're gonna question that? I I'm bothered by that. How often are you seeing? <laughs> How things? chill are you? Yeah. <laughs> In the morning at breakfast, I told my mom about what I had seen and she laughed and told me that the hotel or she had known is haunted. Known has been haunted. And that I should look it up. But I refused to look it up until I was home. I saw no other signs of ghosts for the rest of my trip. I just thought I would share my story and get your thoughts. <laughs> oh, my god! That's the last review I got. Uh, so, as of today, the Banff Springs Hotel is still one of the most high-end hotels in Canada. And I'm sure, I'm sure that's true because the Queen flippin' stayed there. So, yeah, you it know. Was queen, it was Queen of... Wor queen worthy queen worthy you know her and her corgis uh if you're looking for a luxurious castle in the mountains the Banff springs hotel in alberta seems 
to be anything but dead. So that's cute. They seem they seem to have fun with it, so I I like it. But um, I will say, so I did on the Yelp reviews because I couldn't find too many things about uh like haunting encounters. Um, mm-hmm. people did complain about the price. You're staying in a flipping castle, first of all, right? And then some people complained about like lack of outlets. Like also, it's from like the twenties. <laughs> so get over it. I feel like all hotels have bad outlet situations. I mean, get over it. It's fine. That's why I always bring a, a surge protector yeah. uh, extension cord. Because the cords are never near the bed. Oh, yeah. So you have to get like, yeah. So I get that and then I get one of those strips. Because there's never enough. I, I, like, I like the ones where they have the lamps and they have the outlets on those. Yeah, that's nice. Super helpful. Yeah, those are newer ones. So, do you want to hear a neighborhood story? You bet your bottom dollar, I do. This was on next door from Taylorville, Illinois. To the little girl that threw a fully grown adult potato at my head <laughs> this evening, I hope you are happy with yourself. I hope you had a good laugh when that potato bounced off my car and hit me again. (laughs) Okay, I am a proud family man and Lexus owner and don't deserve vegetables (laughs) flying at my head. This this town has taken a turn for the worse. Thank you. I was not expecting that. <laughs> when you said potato, I lost it. Could you imagine <laughs> like having potato. someone threw a potato at you? How how degrading. They shoot it with a potato gun. That's true. They could have. <laughs> but how degrading. And then it bounces off your Lexus and hits you again. <laughs> you know, I would do. I would grow more potatoes. For that. That's what my brother's doing. He's he planted. Potatoes. He planted. I named him Spudley. Oh, that's cute. Uh, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, wherever you can find us. We also have a Facebook group and join our neighborhood. What's with the neighbors? Um, on there, I we were just doing our episode t-shirts on there. Um, but now we're going to make them available to everybody because they are becoming popular. They're in high demand. Yes. And it is the holidays. So make sure you order your shirts in soon so that you can get them in time for Christmas. Yeah. Um, they're only 25 bucks, And we have two more coming out soon. We will reveal them sometime next week. So, or Yay. Maybe they're already revealed. I don't know. No, they're not. They might, by the time this episode comes out, oh. they might already be out there. Yeah, so, so they're already out. Yeah, so check out our new shirts that we have available already. They're super cool. And super easy to order. Yes, super easy to order. We have a link right on the website and yeah. on uh, on the Facebook group. So everywhere. You can yeah. find it. Um, we also have a website, whatswithaneighbors.com. And on there, you can find a link to everything she just mentioned, along with a link to our merchandise that she just mentioned. And a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com. If you want to be on the donor bus for $5 a month, you can get our episodes unedited, videoed, and early access and exclusive content. And for $3 a month, you can get our audio early. You can get it get our episode out early and exclusive content. And feel free to slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, or story suggestions. We would like to share more uh, hometown stories. So if you have like 
a cousin that was haunted by your great aunt, we would love to hear about it. Or if you did someone in your town commit a murder? Yeah. If you did, your neighbor like was he smuggling drugs and he actually had dead bodies behind his backyard? We want to hear about it. Um. Uh, send that to wwtnpodcast at gmail.com and have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bringing Bring Amy, Amy out. What's with the neighbors? Your shirt has been staring at me at like the perfect level the whole time. I keep on thinking you have Tony in your lap. <laughs> I love it.